Bloody Bean, the Bloody Bean, 617, Quincy, Boston, 617 area code. This podcast is brought to you by my friends at Storm Contracting. As you can see on the screen, Talk to Dave Bradley, David Bradley, or John Walsh. Either one. You're going to get the job done. They get the job done well. My first my first uh, sponsorship on this uh, show. Planning on having plenty more sponsorships. David Bradley and John Walsh, thank you for being the first sponsors. And... Uh, we plan to get you a lot of business, storm contracting, because they're already doing business. These people work all the time. They're savages, just like myself. We all come from, we're all cut from the same cloth, people. Kid I grew up with all my life, really good kid. So storm contracting, David Bradley and John Walsh. Get in touch with them, you need any demolition done, any contracting done of any, of any kind. They're gonna, they're gonna kick ass for you and take names and get the job done. You will you will be in the you will be in the red. You won't, will not be in the black. They will get your job done, and they will finish it. And they have uh, dignity, honor, and all those beautiful fucking things that come with it. Salute. Have a good day out there, Dave and John, and uh, stay safe. All right, here we go, people. We got a great fucking card coming up this week. As I said yesterday, we are talking about uh, last weekend's cards were fucking off the charts. They were good. Like I always tell people, fight nights, you know, are always going to work fucking pretty good. Um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there with my fucking, uh, <laughs> with my, uh, with my technology, people, you gotta remember, I was running water tunnels when you guys were all learning fucking computers, all right? So you gotta remember that with me, all right, people? Just bear with me on this, okay? Curtis Blades and Aspinall, okay? Uh, I should have cropped this. That's my problem. I gotta crop. I gotta crop more people. I'm sorry about that. A real man admits when he's wrong, but I'm not wrong. I'm just uh, trying to figure this shit out, but I will figure it out. I promise you that. I can promise you that, people. I will figure this out, but I got to figure it out. All right, people, so we got a great fucking... uh, So just, uh, I'd like to give Garcia a lot of credit last week. Schnell and MMA, uh, Garcia, a lot of credit. You know, kid talks a lot of fucking shit, you know, before, prior to this fight. I guess he's reborn again or whatever, born again, whatever. That's a good thing. You know what I mean? Believing in God is a good thing or, you know, maybe it's not a good thing for certain people. You know what I mean? I don't push, uh, I definitely don't push uh, religion on anybody. You know what I mean? Your higher power, your whatever. You know what I mean? It's going to, it'll give you uh, balance in your life, which everyone needs balance, okay? Like fighters. Anthony Smith. Salute. I hope you do really good uh, next week, Anthony Smith. I mean, I remember John Jones, my favorite, 
my favorite fucking uh, mixed martial artist. I think he need you or something, or something, an up kick or something, you know. And you could have uh, won the belt just by saying you couldn't uh, continue, but you didn't do that. He trained in Aruba in the mornings and then went uh, scuba diving with turtles uh, all day after training. So, you know what? That's a composed fighter. And his Dakistani opponent's probably like, this motherfucker's on fucking vacation while I'm fucking training for this fight. Anthony Smith might be a problem next week, people. He might be a problem for uh, his opponent. Or it could work against him. But seeing a happy fighter is usually a, you know, a good sign. A good fucking sign they're ready. You know what I mean? Anthony Smith, that kid can fight. That man can fight. And I love him and uh, I love Michael Bisping. You know what I mean? Because that guy's a man's man. You know, I got in a lot of trouble just like Bisping, you know, as a younger guy. You know what I mean? We all, anybody that watches knows. You know what I mean? But it's never too late. It's how you fuck. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. You know what I mean? But you should start pretty fucking good. All right, you should earn your fucking respect. You should earn, you know, everything doesn't just get handed to you. You gotta earn that shit over fucking decades and decades and decades. You know what I mean? Just the way it is, people. We're gonna look at this card again because this card, it just, um, it really fucking. When I see this card, it is a fight night card, people. This could be a pay per view in England, in London, right? It's at the O2 Arena. Uh, O2 Arena in London, England this Saturday, July 23rd, 2022 man, it feels like yesterday it was 1992 uh, prelims started 12 wow, it was 11 yesterday now the prelims started 12 and the main card starts at 3 come on UFC, get your shit fucking straight, man well, maybe you learned from last week I don't know but UFC, thank you for all the freaking awesome fights you've been, you know, you've kept us uh, sane throughout this whole fucking thing, you know, the whole two and a half fucking past years, you kept us sane. Dana White, I give you a lot of credit as a businessman, I'll give you a lot of credit as a businessman, I'll never say you're not a good businessman, you're a fucking good businessman, hold on one second people, I got having some technical difficulties with my freaking, uh, my headphones here, I'm sorry. One second. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what the hell happened. They all got tangled up. That's all right, though. See? A little patience, a little composure, like people should have in the octagon or in a boxing ring. You should be composed at all times. You should never be scared. That nervous energy, yeah, that happens to everybody. I think that's a normal thing. But you put your... All right, back, back, back in the saddle again. That's another Boston band. Aerosmith, old Aerosmith, night in the ruts and shit. You know, ah, oh, Chiquita, oh, Chiquita. Dun, 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 dun. That's real fucking Aerosmith. Night in the ruts, toys in the attic, all those old school classics. All right, here we go, people. What a fucking card this is. I, I don't even think we went over this card yesterday. Actually, I don't think we did. Well, maybe we did. Yeah, I think we did. But you know what? We'll go over it again. Is this card? I'll tell you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six on the main card. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
14 fights. I guarantee this goes down to 12. They should have, they got 400, 800, 1,000 fighters waiting to fight. Get some friggin' uh, fill-ins in case fucking people get the flu or COVID or whatever the fuck, right? Get some people to fucking uh, fill in. That's one thing I can never understand is uh, how, you know, their pay-per-view events, they always have uh, an extra fighter there, cutting weight and everything, waiting to fucking fight just in case someone fucking pulls out or someone gets hurt, right? I don't know, man. Like, you know, we got 14 fights here. Let's hope it stays at 14, all right, people? Let's hope it fucking stays there. It's the bloody bean. It's the bloody bean. This is where the savages come from, people. I'm telling you right now, the Northeast Beast is where it comes from, people. I'm telling you right now. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, Northeast Beast, right? I thought I hooked something up earlier. Yes, I did. I did hook something up earlier. And I'm going to fucking hook it up right now, too. Hmm. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. Ah, it don't fucking matter anyways. I guess it don't fucking matter. Ah, we'll put Bobby Nizzo up there in the fucking... Look at there, that savage. Ah, fucking Bobby Nizzo. First album. Go buy that album, motherfuckers. I promise you will not be disappointed. That's fucking... That's horrorcore rap right there. We made that in 2006, 2008. Great album right there. See where my uh, arrow is? Bobby Nizzo featuring Boston Mike Assassins. Phantom Menace, The Union Way, Phantom Menace, Shit, Volume 88. Check that out on Dis, uh, Dis Makers. You can get it at, and you can get it on Reverb Nation. I think it's on SoundCloud. All the fucking uh, music apps. Second album is we couldn't use BMA because of the Boston Music Awards. So they let us get away with that one. And uh, we had to call ourselves the Forgotten Ones, all right? Even that album, I matured as an MC. I was never trying to be the best MC, people. I was just trying to, not trying. I was just wanting to be the realest white MC. Because uh, the shit I've been through compared to what these other white MCs spit about and shit, not even close. They're spitting fucking fictional fucking shit that they never even fucking did. They know it, I know it. We all fucking know it. Did they do dirt? I'm sure they did dirt. I'm sure they did. But even me, right? I grew up, uh, you know, people talk about white privilege and all that shit. I never had white privilege in my fucking life. Ever. Everything I ever worked for, I got because I worked for it. There's a lot of jealous motherfuckers out there, man, that just, uh, jealousy, envious, fucking bullshit. You know why? Because they're too fucking lazy to do anything for them fucking selves. The bloody bean. That's why we caught a bloody fucking mess. Sex pistols. Bullies! I'm not an animal! I actually am an animal. But a nice animal. I'm like, I'm like a uh, lion, you know what I mean? Or a fucking mountain lion or something like that. Explosive, fucking agile, all that shit. Even with a fucking bad back and landing on my head, I'm still agile. Still ready to fucking go. If anyone wants to get a cute and wants to shot that fucking title, 
like always, people always wanted back in the bad days and the clubs and the streets. See, I'm so far way past that 25 fucking plus, 22 plus years or whatever the fuck it. Actually, it's probably even longer than that, 24 years because I smart the fuck up. Actually, I'm sorry, people. Hold on one second. These little things, like, I, I could definitely use a fucking uh, producer. But it's all good. I don't care. Like, I'll do it all on my own. Like, like I always have. Other than good friends, you know what I mean? There's good friends out there. But a lot of them, a lot of them are compromised these fucking days. And uh, a lot of them are just lazy motherfuckers. And they're poor me motherfuckers. And they call mommy and daddy for everything. Me... I don't have a mommy and daddy to call. You know what I mean? I got mom. I got a mother that I love. I got a father that I got to know. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he is my blood. He is my father. I love my stepfather too. You know what I mean? I, I love them all. They're all, you know, they grew up in a different era. You know what I mean? And so did I. I grew up in even a fucking crazy era. So, you know. So remember I told you people I train all the time, right? There's about 200, 300 training clips on um, on this channel. If you go deep in there, 400, 500 fucking, uh, there's 400, 500 content easy. 400, 500 plus probably. There's a lot of content on there. Training for people, anyone needing training. You go to my fucking, um, you go to my uh, email address, nizzo, N-I-Z-Z-O, 17 at gmail.com. And uh, my buddy, uh, what's his name? Um, my buddy, where is he? He knows who he is. I'm not gonna. I don't need to mention names. But yeah, I got your thing, bro. And I, I, I watched it, bro. Good for you, brother. You know who you are. I'm not gonna mention your name on here, bro, because it's not no one's fucking business. So uh, the, so my first sponsor. You seen it there? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again because, that's how much I believe. Oh, Maki Rizzo, Maki Rizzo. I was just talking about you. I I seen I seen it. Dude, pimping ain't easy. I ain't no pimp. <laughs> I never got involved with pimping, bro. I got a wife and shit, bro. You know that, brother. I uh no pimping ain't easy, bro. I don't want none of that baby powder put on my hand and whack. Nah, I can't hurt hurt women and shit. But for the pimps out there, for the women that are making good money and they have good pimps that don't hurt them or nothing, and uh, they're just providing a service, I guess, right? But these guys right here, the, this is my first sponsor. Other people want to sponsor me, but a lot of people just all fucking talk. And more and more, I fucking, I notice it more and more. People are just fucking compromised, and they're pieces of shit. A lot of them. There's my uh, there's my first sponsor, a uh, dear friend of mine on the top card, Dave Bradley, Storm Contracting, Storm Contracting, John Walsh. These guys do great work, demolition, everything, contracting, anything you guys want. You know what I mean? Look them up in the Boston. Quincy area, Massachusetts, they'll go all over New England to fucking get jobs done. These guys are the real deal. I go up the kid up on the top, really good man, 20 years in the uh, Navy, really good dear friend of mine, a year older than me, dear friend of mine, he used to run away from my house when I was a kid. I run to his, his house and his mother would take me in for fucking 
three days and say she want to fucking adopt me and shit. So, salute to Mrs. Bradley. Love you, Mrs. Bradley. And, uh, you know, I'll be seeing you soon. Me and Davey will come by and see you. We got a great fucking card, people, this this week. And then the fuck a week after, we got a uh, pay-per-view, uh, what is it, uh, 270 fucking 9 or 278, I forget. Go through this London card right now. Let me light up a fatty because it wouldn't be the bloody bean unless I was lighting up a fatty. Because you people that are all scripted out there and working for all these friggin' networks and scared to death. Scared to death to act like yourselves, read off a prompter, scared to death, right? You actually, you don't lead, you follow. Be a leader, don't be a follower. You know, lead. Lead, cocksuckers, lead. I was just talking to a dear friend of mine, his, uh, his son, or his nephew, one or the other, trains with uh, Joel Lazone. Uh, out in Bridgewater, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? And uh, he wants to train him for free. So I'm going to go down there with with uh, his son and his nephew, and I'm going to go down there with my dear friend, and uh, I'm going to go down there and see what he says about a 51-year-old psycho like me. Only a psycho in the ring, though, people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, a, I'm into real estate right now. I'm a... And I spread myself too thin. That's why I'm just doing this every morning, Tuesday through Saturdays. This week is my first week doing this like this, so I, I added an extra day. To show you people my work ethic. I don't fucking, uh, I wake up and I train like a savage. And then I come talk to you people about fights. You know why? Because I love fights. Now this is what I do, people. I, I run, I go to the gym, I tell you guys I train outside all during the nice weather, right? I do that every other day now. So I go to the gym one day, and then the next day I go outside. You know what I mean? I go to the parks, you know what I mean? The parks that I train at. But first, I get on the uh, treadmill all the way up 15. Uh, 15 is the highest it goes, so it's about, you know, I'd say a 45-degree angle. You know, you run for about three three to 20 minutes, whatever, whatever I'm just, I just want to warm up. You know what I mean? So I stretch, run uphill, Jump off that and do a full body workout. Not a lot of heavy weights because I don't want to get injured. I've already done my heavy weight lifting years ago. I just do lightweight, a lot of reps, a lot of stretching on the pull up bar, all that stuff, you know, just stay nice and, you know what I mean? You know, endurance. And then I get back on that treadmill at the end of the training, all right? And then I run again for three to 20 minutes. You know what I mean? It all depends. I go three minutes for a round, you know what I mean? Or five minutes. I do three to five minutes. That's what I usually do. And, uh, you know, some days I, I like running early mornings just on the street. When it's really quiet, the sun's come up. It's not really quiet because it's the city. You always hear the trucks and everything. The highway's right there. The fucking trains are right there. You know, the T, the commuter rail, all of them. There, You always hear trains going by and, and you hear the, uh, the highway's right there. You know what I mean? Boston, downtown Boston's right there, people. Quincy, see see that in the background in the granite? I'll take I'll take my picture off there. Take my picture off. I'm gonna remove myself. Right there, people. I live right here, right behind Bobby Nizzo. So right beside this, right, this is all a golf course now. This is all filled in from 
us doing the Central Artery uh, Tunnel in Boston. We used all the muck. It filled up these six, 800 deep fucking feet quarries, all right? That was right there. That was drained about halfway. So it was up to around right there. We used to jump from up there. Uh, over here is rooftops. Over here is Shippers Point. Ships Point over here on the left. And over that side, there's another quarry. They filled all this shit in with all the water tunnels, the central artery, then all the water tunnels. Uh, Deer Island Tunnel, Inter Island Tunnel, Long Island, Nut Island, uh, Weymouth Shaft, uh, the Framingham Tunnel, I'm sure. a lot. Uh, it took a lot of muck and a lot of dirt to fucking fill these quarries. So we, the big dig wasn't the Central Artery Tunnel people out there that ain't from Boston. You hear about the big dig? No, it was eight, nine different fucking water tunnels we were doing, all right? That's the quarries. That's Quincy right there, people. And connected to Quincy on this way, it's right right there, Boston. Boston's right there. The first exit off that highway is Boston. It's Dorchester. So Dorchester and Boston, few geography nuts out there that don't know nothing about geography and don't understand about cities and all you people that live out there in the boondocks and the sticks. Well, this is the bricks, not the sticks, people. We got a great card, people. Um, go with the main card. We'll go with the main event. Aspinall and Blades. Now, they got this all messed up on, uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, on the, if you look at this, it's like uh, Hermanson and Curtis. Uh, it's like they're the main event, but we all know they're not the main event. I like Aspinall in this. Minus 130. Now, Blades obviously has gotten a lot better. I mean, I think he owns a record for something. I forget what he owns a record for. Uh, maybe knockouts or or submissions. No, it's not submissions. That's Oliveira. Uh, what does he own? He might have the most knockouts in heavyweight. He might have the most knockouts or the most... Um, or the most takedowns. I forget what he has. But he's only 31 years old. He's right. Elevation fight team. That's a good fucking team, Blades. No wonder why you're getting better, brother. But Derek Lewis knocked him out in, uh, last year. About a year and a half ago. But uh, Derek Lewis has done that to a lot of people. In like the third round, he just fucking, uh, boom, that overhand right. You know what I mean? Curtis Blades is not a bad pick, people. He, he's not a bad pick. He's a great fucking wrestler. He's a tough kid. Tough man. Um, but Aspinall got that speed. I always tell people, speed kills. Aspinall looks like he's a fucking... looks like he's Tyson Fury. But he's not seven foot tall. Tyson Fury is so fast, moves like a middleweight. That's why he's the heavyweight champ of the world. And it's not because uh, Deontay Wilder ain't good. Deontay Wilder is good. He, he's got that lights out fucking straight right. You know what I mean? But here's the problem with Wilder. He does not do good backing up and fighting. He does not throw check hooks, left hooks, or check right hooks when he's moving backwards. And that's a must in boxing, people. It's a must. It's a must in throwing your hands and staying on balance. You have to be able to move left laterally in, out, laterally, all the time. Moving left, right, left, right. Mike Tyson will tell you that. Move to the left. Boom, boom, boom to the body. Everything's wide open. They can't hit you. 
It's all about positioning. It's all about range. It's all about, you know, IQ. It's not to show how tough you are. And you're going to show how tough you are eventually. You're going to fight a guy that's equal to you. You know what I mean? It's who brings you deeper waters, right? It's all mental. It's all a mental fucking game. Who wants it more? And like I say all the fucking time, people, you got to have that no win. You can never have that no win fucking uh, attitude in your mind. Oh, I might lose this guy. No, you can't ever think that because you will lose that guy. Or that woman, whatever, right? Whatever you are. Whatever you are. Whatever you call yourself. You know what I mean? We're not here to hurt anyone's fucking feelings, people. Get that straight out there because I'm not. I understand people get triggered or whatever, offended or whatever. Like I said, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you'd be offended a thousand, at least a hundred times a day. Like, you know, toughen the fuck up out there, people. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people going through a lot worse shit than being offended out there in this world, all right? So, America, smart the fuck up. Because uh, it's bullshit. You know, the complaining, the crying, enough of that bullshit, all right? Because it makes America look really fucking bad. We have a lot of brave motherfuckers here. There's people like me all over the fucking place. Probably even more savage than I am. You know what I mean? Navy SEALs are savages. And uh, these people will lay and pray and wait for you for fucking a year if they have to. Without eating and just hydrating. They don't give a fuck. They're going to get their mission done. That's what people don't understand about America. It's a, it's a young country. All right? Columbus came over here. Who knows what really happened, right? We all know what happened, right? We're on some fucking stolen land. But we are the beacon of light in this in this plant on this planet. And we, we want freedom for everybody. We want everyone out there. See, I love the world. I love the world. I love everybody. I just can't stand certain governments out there. I don't even like my own government some fucking time. Most times I don't like my government. But they do a fucking good fucking job. America's government has done a good fucking job. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Alright? We're not communist cocksuckers. Alright? And uh, I'm sorry, people. If you believe in communism, how's it working out for you? Ain't working out too good, is it? Be honest with yourself. Have balls to fucking speak up. See, if America... American president lost his mind or something, started wanting to go to fucking... Stop pulling up nukes and shit for no reason. The CIA would kill him or something. You know what I mean? Like, no bullshit. Everyone out there, world's gone soft. Well, not really, Rizzo. It's uh, it's America's gone soft. It's only like 40, 45% of America. It's not like... We have so many fucking savages. Like, I love America, man. I fucking love it. And I would, uh, you know, I went to the Marines and tried to get in the Marine Corps when I was 19, you know, instead of going to prison, you know what I mean? I said, fuck it, I'll go fucking fight in Kuwait, right on the main lines, you know, right on the front lines. And I went in with my mentor who was a Marine. And the guy the guy comes back after checking my record and shit. He goes, we're not giving you an AR-15. And I'm like, yeah, I just shot one yesterday. I was. You know, I was shooting 45s or something, whatever. But my mentor had an AR-15, you know what I mean? So... You know what I mean? Guns since fucking I was a little kid. Fucking, I mean, shooting them anyways. 
and I was collecting them when I was like 17, 18. Because people don't always fight fair, you know what I mean? People come with pistols, come with sawed-off shotguns, everything. So I always have a 45 in the arch of my back when I was on the streets and at the bars and shit. People never knew, you know what I mean? I never, ever glorified that shit, you know what I mean? Because I'd rather use my fucking hands on my feet. It's just much more pleasure that way. All right, so we got uh, we got Blades versus Aspinall. I like Aspinall. You know, Blades is 16 and 3, and uh, Aspinall is 12 and 2. Aspinall's got that fast. He don't throw one punch. He throws threes, fours, sixes, and eights. And he throws with bad intentions, and he gets the fuck out of there. Blades, if he gets Aspinall to the ground, I don't know. It could be a long night for Aspinall. I'm not sure how good Aspinall's ground game is. I've never seen him really tested on the ground. But on the feet, I, I don't. You know, let me actually let me look at their uh, reach. Um. Yeah. See, Blades. I knew it. Blades has a two-inch reach advantage. Now, Blades can punch. He can punch. Obviously, he can punch. Anyone knows his record out there? Uh, Rizzo, can you give me his? Uh, his record out there, brother? I know he has a record for something, uh, Blades, in the heavyweight division. It might be knockouts, but I thought that was Derek Lewis. Or he might have uh, the record for takedowns uh, or something like that. He's a bad fucking dude, man. Curtis Blades is a bad motherfucker. But Aspinall, I really believe he's got... The, I think speed kills. I, I don't think it. I know speed kills. But you have to know how to use it, obviously. You have, to, you have to know how to use You can teach reach. You can't teach reach, right? But you can teach someone how to use it correctly and how to use range. It's not about showing how tough you are because you're going to show how tough you are regardless. You're gonna, Like I said earlier, you're going to run into someone that's equal to you or you're equal or better. And that's when the mental comes in, people. It always comes in. I still like Aspinall in this. I think he's faster. I mean, significant uh, strikes landed uh, per minute. 7.33. That's for Aspinall. For Blades, 3.52. Significant strike accuracy, 67.61% for Aspinall. 61.69% for Blades. So Blades, obviously, only throws punches when he knows he's going to land them, which is smart. You know what I mean? What's not smart is throwing one punch at a time. There's always got to be something behind those punches. Behind that jab, there's going to be a left. Behind that jab should be another jab and another jab. But there should always be a, a right behind that jab or a left hook, straight left, and then boom. Straight left with the jab, and then boom with the left hook. They never see that left hook coming. You watch any fucking fight clips, anything like that, you'll always see motherfuckers getting clipped with that left hook. And it's always right. He's like me, an orthodox guy. That boom, 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 right? Boom, right? Elbows in, right? Covering your body, chin in. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Hook. Straight back, boom. Boom. Left hook. They're already so confused with the bang, bang. The eyes are watering. Boom. The left hook. They don't see it coming. It's the punches or the head kicks or the knees. When you don't see them coming, you're going to sleep. If you're not going to sleep, you're getting knocked out and you're waking the fuck up and you're getting the fuck up and you're saying, yeah, I'm, ready. I'm still ready to fight. You know what I mean? Standing eight counts in boxing. You know, they never had that back in the days, people. Go back in the crates. Watch how boxes, when, when people disrespect boxing, I fucking hate it. Because if it wasn't for boxing, we would never have the UFC. We would never have mixed martial arts over here. 
Uh, maybe we would have because of Bruce Lee, because he uh, incorporated all the mixed martial arts together. Because he said in a street fight, you know, this this wouldn't work. If you got a guy that's throwing fucking punches and them kicks ain't gonna do shit. Not when you're getting hit. You know what I mean? But head kicks are a thing of beauty. I like Aspinall in this one, people. But Blades is an underdog, plus 110, minus 130 for Aspinall. Obviously, those lines will fucking change. Whatever the money's coming in on uh, by fight day, you'll see that line change. We've already seen the times change an hour, right? And then we got Hermanson versus Curtis. Boy, do I, I like Curtis. And I like Hermanson. What a class. Act. What a nice guy he is. You know what I mean? He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Like, he's not going to stand and bang. I mean, he will if he has to, but that's not, that's not his game plan. I think it's always get people to the ground. You know what I mean? Get them to the ground and, you know, you know choke them or submit them. Um, I like this kid, Curtis. I'll, I'll tell you, this kid, Curtis, could throw his hands. Oh, is this the other Curtis? Extreme culture. Yeah. Yeah, this... Oh, this is in oh, June, July. Okay, that's right. This is the guy that uh, my, my co-host called said spinning head kick. No, this ain't him. Action man, Chris Curtis. He yeah, fought a couple weeks ago. Unanimous decision win. On the Gamrock, uh, the Shirkian card, uh, Fontanaldo card, he had a KO versus Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen's a tough kid. Usman, Usman uh, Covington, too, had a KO, TKO versus Bill Haas. I mean, what can't you like about Chris Curtis? But like I said, uh, the reach 75.5 for Chris Curtis. The action man, Chris Curtis, like this guy, and Hermanson got 77 inch, so he's got an uh, inch and a half reach. Even one inch reach is uh, a fucking difference. All right, it's a fucking difference. Anyone knows anything about fighting? That one inch can help you if you know how to use it. The Joker, Jack Hermanson, the Joker. I like this guy. I always, I always like the Joker. Tough guy. Uh, what was his last fight? Sean Strickland. Uh, Split decision. So he could take Sean Strickland's punches and he's uh two and fucking three in his last five. But he fought uh yeah, he fought some sad uh Jared Cannonier, he lost to a KO TKO 2019. Second round, twenty-seven seconds. Uh he beat Kep. Calvin Gastelum uh, win submission win first round minute 18 we all know Kevin Gastelum was uh, you know not near his prime no more that guy could fight though he lost to uh, Marvin Vittori the Paisan from Italy uh, salute Vittori uh, get shredded Vittori and start using those hands more uh, unanimous decision and then he uh, he beat Edmund Shabaz, Shabazian. Uh, if I'm hacking your name, I'm sorry, brother. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure that's how you say the name. That was on the font, uh, Cody Garbrandt, uh, card in two, May, last year, 2021 May, a couple, uh, a year, year and a couple months ago. Uh, unanimous decision. So he's going the distance with a lot of these guys. Jack Hermanson, the joker, is definitely not no pushover. It's definitely not a walk in the park, people. It's definitely not a fucking walk in the park. It's definitely not a walk in the park. Hey, Nitty, what's up, brother? A local, a local guy, just like Rizzo. What's up, Nitty? Love you, brother. Peace, kiddo. We living in Minnesota now or something, brother? I know you missed the bloody bean. I know you miss it here, brother. But you know what, brother? Hang in there, brother, because pretty soon I'll have a job for you out here if you want to come back, bro. And uh, actually, maybe you could work right from where you are. You know what I mean? I set it up where uh, I'm just going to come back here bi-weekly. You know what I mean? Twice a month come back here so my uh, wife and we can see, see my mother-in-law and uh, see her family and my family, my mother and stepfather and in Italy. And uh, I haven't talked to my mother in months. 70 years old, 71 years old, you know, I don't know. I talk to my real father once every couple months, whatever. I haven't talked to my stepfather in a long time. But that's neither here or there. Nitty, one of the first, one of the first people when I started this channel, when I was learning technology, and actually it was all for self-reflection. Actually, Nitty remembers. Nitty, I never forget you, kiddo. I never forget you, kiddo. Like, I try to get in touch with you, brother. Me and this kid went to elementary school together. When he when he moved, I cried for like a couple days. I think it was like second grade or first or second grade or something, or third grade. And he's a witness. I was playing chess when everyone else was playing checkers. Me, Nolta me, Oscar Jara, and Rotar Prak. And they're all still friends of mine, so I'm going to have them on here. Uh, I know Oscar. I think Nolte me likes fighting. I know fucking uh, Jara likes fighting. I don't know if Rota likes fighting. I have no idea. I don't know if he likes mixed martial arts or boxing. But I know Oscar does. Those Argentinians are uh, you know, good at chess too, but really good at soccer. What a great soccer player he was. Uh, probably still is. World's gone soft, Rizzo. Absolutely. I don't think the world's gone soft. I think all the world leaders need to do mushrooms and smoke grass and they'll be hugging each other and they'll say there's no reason for fucking no reason for wars no more you know what war is now people and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I know this for a fact I would never say nothing unless I know it for a fact there's 20 Christian websites right 19 of them are run by bots in Russia and fucking China and fucking India alright 19 of them Christian uh, websites, all right? That's how it works. So you guys, uh, Christians, are uh, uh, listening to people that don't even believe in God or anything. They're just, they're sitting there laughing. Make sure you know who you're talking to. And, you know, real raw, nothing scripted, none of that bullshit, reading off a fucking prompter, people telling you what to fucking say. Tell them to go fuck themselves. I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. Here we go. Hermanson, right? Curtis. Um, I would have to go...
I'm going to have to go with Curtis on that, but Hermanson, he's a tough guy, man. It's minus 110 for both of them, basically even. Those odds will change by Saturday. We got Patty Pimblin, whatever they call, whatever he says, the new cash cow. That's what he calls himself, the new cash cow. He's like a heavyweight like me, and he gets down the fucking uh, lightweight, 155. How the fuck do you do that, Patty Pimblin? How the fuck do you do that? There's no way you could be a natural heavyweight getting down to 155. Like, I, I don't know. That's what trainers did back in the past. Like, when I used to work with my trainers, they'd say, let me see what you get down to after a month or two. And I always stay at 220, 218, 222, 225, whatever. So I know I'm a natural heavyweight, you know what I mean? If I get down to 185, I don't know if the power would still be there. I don't know. I have no idea because I've never been down that that uh, that way. Since probably 15 or something like that. You know what I mean? I can't remember back to 15. So, yeah, it was always like 220, 218, 240. You know what I mean? There was a time, there was a time uh, in the past 10 years where I couldn't get under 240. You know what I mean? I trained with my friend for his fights. And uh, three times a week, two hours... Come out of there, pour and sweat, 240 plus pounds all the time. That was 325. People seen pictures, Nitty, you seen pictures. I was so fucking heavy, and I'd have these big long t-shirts to cover my big stomach, like I, I hit it well, you know what I mean? And then when I got sober off the fucking Oxycontin and the Oxycodone and all the zannies I was prescribed for 16 years almost, 15 fucking and two thirds years, I got 53 months coming up, I feel fucking great. And uh, yeah, I went on uh, intermediate fasting the first year. I went on methadone. I came off that in 30 days. Uh, I was on that for 11 months or something. 11 plus months came off. Came off 130 milligrams in 30 days. Wasn't sick. Wasn't nothing. And uh, 50 fucking three months coming up. You know what I mean? Fucking uh, August 8th. I feel fucking great. People out there, I lost 60 plus savages. Probably like 75 or something. 80. Savages, tough fucking kids. Leave the fucking opiates alone. You might feel like you're gonna die, but you will not die. Come up the benzos. That's the hard thing, people. Like I say, this is about MMA and boxing, but it's about life too. Like, you know what I mean? People got talk, got their MMA channels and they got their fucking boxing channels, but they don't talk about life too. You know what I mean? Let's give some let's shed some light on life, right? Because I've been there, done that answer. I'm fifty one years old. You know, you don't get fucking sleeves and fucking tattoos all over you for just being a nobody. You know what I mean? You put that shit on you because you feel like you're a somebody. You know what I mean? And uh, you should know who you are anyways. You should know what the fuck you are and what you're made of. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, people. You just should. If you don't know what you are or who you are, go find out. Like I said, go to a gym. Go to a fucking boxing gym. And get in the ring and spot for fucking, for one round. Go in there and spot one round with a guy that's smaller than you. And, uh, look at this shit. Ah. Uh, yeah, go in there and spot for three minutes. And then you'll see where you are in fighting or whatever the fuck, right? And then learn. Like I said, I was fighting in the streets. John Needy. Nitty could uh, verify this. He grew up around here too when he was younger. 
I was talking to these younger guys, and, they, and, and I, I told them, like, 200, 300 plus street fights. And then, you know, in the bars and clubs and private clubs, you know, fucking casinos, fucking strip joints, all that shit, right? How many fights? Uh, it's probably 500 plus. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I had 16 street fights in my life. 16? Well, in the 80s and 90s, 70s, 80s and 90s, very violent. Very violent. 15 fights in a fucking day. You know, it was what it was. It's just a different era. You know what I mean? It's a way, way different era. Way different era. We made it safer for, for the kids these days growing up. We made it safer for them. And that's what it's all about, people. It's for our kids and their kids. You know what I mean? It's for the future. It's for the, the future generation. But you guys got to toughen the fuck up out there. You can't bitch and complain about everything. Because out there, there's people out there fucking, uh, you know, not even knowing where their next meals come from or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Can't even drink fucking clean water. Don't bitch about small things because there's someone that always has it higher than you. I go through pain every day of my fucking life. I wouldn't wish it on anyone but a pedophile or a rat piece of shit. Or a terrorist piece of shit. Or a KKK piece of shit. Anyone that covers their face and they're cowards. They're fucking cowards. I'll say it right to your fucking face. I'll say it to your fucking 50 years. You're cowards. I'll say it to you a thousand years, a million years. You're cowards. You're fucking cowards. And you're scumbags too. Hurting little kids and telling on people because you couldn't deal with the fucking time. Don't do the crime if you can't do the fucking time. Stay away from that life totally. Leave that fucking shit alone. People think they're built for it. They're not built for it. Paddy Pimblin, he's a new sensation, sensation out of England. Now this kid, every time he says he's going to win a fight, he wins it. He, uh... He's a pretty good fighter, man. The, the kid's jiu-jitsu is off the fucking hook. I mean, the kid's good. But he's fighting. This is the fight. He's minus 260. He's fighting um, a veteran. Jordan Levitt, uh, who's a tough kid. Um, when did the last time I see him fight? Uh, April of this year. That's right. He beat, he beat uh, Trey Ogden. Ogden. Uh, Ogan on a, on, on a split decision. That was on the uh, Luke A. Muhammad. Remember my shade. Remember my shades, Muhammad. There's only one Muhammad Ali, uh, Muhammad brother. And uh, and I respect your uh, your religion and everything. I respect you for fasting and training and all that stuff. I do that every day, bro. Like I only eat two meals a day and I train the rest and I, you know. I only sleep four to six hours a night. You know what I mean? I can't sleep eight, 12 hours no more. Like, my, my body just won't allow me to do that. Because I don't get all that fucking crazy, you know, drugs in me. You know what I mean? But one, two. Yeah, he's four on one. Is, uh, actually, he's ten on one. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. He's on a six UFC fight. He won the Contender Series in two, August uh, 4th of 2020. I remember that fight. Now this kid can fight. Now for you people, degenerate gamblers out there, I would take uh, Levitt. I would take Jordan Levitt. Yeah, I would take Jordan Levitt uh, plus 210. Put $25 down on that kid. 
If you guys think Patty Pimblin's the real deal, I don't know if he's the real deal. He hasn't fought nobody. It's like the Sean O'Malley thing. He's never he fought Cheeto Vera and Cheeto Fer, Vera beat beat him. You know, I don't. He, he claimed ankle injury. No, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't fucking know. It didn't look like it to me. It looked like he was getting hurt. Even that kid from Boston here, the little kid with the green hair, kept coming at him. Boom, boom, boom. Taking punches, but just kept coming. Looked like a mini Rocky Marciano in there. He's like, you ain't hurting me. But he was hurting him. O'Malley was piecing him up. But that kid, Boston 617, I don't even know if he's from Boston. I think he's on, on the outskirts of Boston. It don't matter. Massachusetts people, we just have attitudes. We're mass holes. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, I'll put it up there. Hold on. Let's 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 get up the mass hole fucking thing up there. Because that's what the fuck we are. See? There you go. We're mass holes. Yeah, that kid uh with the green hair, I forget his name. Man, he kept going and going and going and going. And then um the referee who I respect a lot, Herb Dean, he stopped it like in the I don't know, the fifth round, the last round, or the third round, or whatever it was. Like if you're gonna stop it, you should have stopped it the round before. Why wait? Why wait till the last round and then stop it 30 seconds left when the guy is still throwing punches back? He was getting hit, clipped, clip, clip, but he's still throwing punches back and hitting and clipping. And I seen O'Malley's face. I seen his eyes. The eyes don't lie, people, right? The eyes do not lie. I seen worry in his eyes. Like, what the fuck do I gotta do to this kid to fucking make him stop coming at me? So People from here, man, we have a lot of heart and we have a lot of pride. It's just the way it is. I'm sure Nitty up there in Minnesota, wherever you are, Nitty, I'm sure you still got your Boston pride, right? Your Quincy pride. You should, brother. And me and me and Nitty are both Slayer fans forever, since day one. I seen original Slayer in the 80s, and that's how this show starts with Rain and Blood. Because it's called The Bloody Bean, right? What better fucking way to fucking start the show off, right? And I end the show with it, too. It's only a 30-second clip, but it's them live with blood coming down on them in Maine. I don't know where the fuck I was. That's how fucking numb I was. No, I was probably working, though, actually. I was probably working. That's why I probably wasn't at the show. But even if I wasn't working, I would have still been at the show. I never heard about it, though. They played the whole Rain and Blood album, and they played, like, 15 songs from other albums. But they played the whole Rain and Blood album all at once. And then they went back in the fucking behind, cooled off, and came out and did 15 more songs. So I would have loved to have been at that fucking show. Original Slayer, people. It don't get better than Original Slayer. R.I.P. Uh, Jeff Henninen. And uh, here's the deal. They were the ultimate, they were the ultimate speed metal band. Uh, the state-of-the-art speed metal band. Original Slayer. Dave Lombardo, there ain't a better drummer on the planet other than, rest in peace, Neil Peart. And Stuart Copeland out there from the police, really good, underrated. The guy from Tool, really good. Uh, Charlie Benente from Anthrax and SOD, unfucking real Lars Ulrich, you know, people say he's a horrible drummer, not really. Because Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, those are epic Albums. I still listen to them to this fucking day. Even Injustice for All wasn't that bad. But R.I.P. Cliff Burton. That was the only album he wasn't on. Like, after that, you know, Injustice for All was the first album he wasn't on. And uh, 
Jason Newkid Newstead did a good job. This is uh we got uh let me see. Pimblet, uh Levitt. I like Jordan Levitt. That's just my opinion. Uh 73 inch uh, reach advantage for uh Patty, the baddie, and uh 71%. 71 uh, <laughs> inches. So it's a two uh, two inches in reach advantage. But Levitt, I don't know. He's only lost one fucking fight. Patty Pimblett's lost three. He's 18 and three. Uh, Levitt's 10 and one. You degenerates out there, figure that out for yourself. We got Krylov versus Gustafson. Now this is a great fucking fight, people. I don't know what Gus Gustafson got left in the tank. I have no idea because John Jones, those two fights with John Jones, what a first fight Gustafson put on a, a fight and a half versus John Jones. John Jones is my favorite. Uh, T Tony Ferguson, Khabib, real savages. You know what I mean? Gaethje, you know savages. You know what I mean? Usman, you know like uh, even Izzy, but uh, Pereira. I like Alex Pereira a little bit better. You know what I mean? Alex Pereira. Uh, Glover Teixeira, Yeri Palas, uh, you know, I love all these guys. These guys are savages. They have that savage mindset. You know what I mean? That no one's going to ever fucking beat them. Uh, this fight, this fight, uh, Nikita Krylov is a tough fucking guy, a very tough man. He's only 30 years old. He's in his prime. He was born in 1992. Damn, I first started going out with my, my wife in 1992. We got 30 years together now. Exactly. Wow, dude. 3-7. 1992. His fight history. Uh, he fought Paul Craig. He lost in a submission to Paul Craig. And Paul Craig is no walk in the park. Actually, I think he fights this week or next week. Paul Craig, uh, when he gets you on the ground... He just, uh, he's like, uh, he's like a light heavyweight version of uh, Charles Oliveira. He's that fucking good. So that, that loss is not a bad loss. That was the Volkov uh, Aspinall fight. UFC fight night. First round, 357. Then he lost, uh, he lost prior to that uh, in 2021 uh, to Matt, Magomed, uh, Ankalev. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm hacking a name. Uh, Russian brother. On the Rosen Strike. Gone. Cyril Gone. Fight card. You'll see Fight Night. He lost a unanimous decision there. He beat Johnny Walker, who's a tough guy. In that fight uh, versus Johnny Walker, everyone thought Johnny Walker was going to beat him. I think Krylov fucking. Uh, I think he KO'd him. Oh no, it was a unanimous decision. That was a different guy. So, um, and then he lost to Glover, Glover Teixeira, who's a savage, who was, a, and then he beat uh, OSP, o, Ovince uh, St. Prue, who's a savage. So this guy is no joke. He can fight. He's a Ukraine fighter. Uh, Gustafson, we all know what Gustafson can do. Let me see the reach advantage. 77.5 inches for uh, Krylov, 79. Uh, I would... I don't know. Plus 160 for Gustafson. 
minus 190 for Krylov. I think those odds are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. They will probably change a little bit uh, coming up to Saturday. We'll see what happens. Lines always change throughout the whole week, people, for you degenerate gamblers out there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till Friday, Savage Inc. picks uh, before I make my decision. After the after the body language, the stare downs and the weigh-ins, then I'll make my decision on that fight. Nothing is final till Friday after the uh, the weigh-ins and the and the stare downs, because I can tell a lot by body language and how people act. You know what I mean? We got Molly. I think it's Molly McCann, right? Yeah, Molly McCann. Uh, Patty Pimblin's like older sister, I guess. They're like, uh, you know, they look out for each other. It's a good thing. They're both from England. They have that place hop in the last uh, England card. She's fighting uh, Holly Goldie. Is it Holly? I'm pretty sure it's Hannah. Hannah Goldie. Hannah Montana or, uh, sounds like a cartoon character, but this girl can fight. Seen her fight. Um... She's uh three and two in her last five, but she's six and two. And this is her fifth UFC fight. She won her last fight in 2021 versus Emily uh, Whitmere in a submission in the first round, 417 into the first round on the Smith versus Span card. Unanimous loss of unanimous, two unanimous decisions to Granger and uh Bellabita. It beat uh, Kaylee Robbins and Shannon Gagarai in Square Ring Promotions Island, Island Fights 50. I think that's an Irish uh, fight promotion, but I could. Uh, I think I might be wrong on that. Um, Molly McCann, she had a good fight her last fight. Obviously, she. Uh, I think she had the spinning elbow or the spinning back fist. It was a really fucking great knockout. I think she won knockout of the night, I think, on that fucking card. Uh, well, that card was in March, this past March. She beat uh, Carolina. Lana uh, Carolina. K-O-T-K-O. Third round. 152 of the third round on the Volkov Aspinall card. That was in England. That was the last fight card that was in England. And England, let's face it, England has some of the best fight fans in the world. I love England fucking fight fans. And I love my man John Cameron out there who's writing the, uh, he, writ, he wrote the uh, Ma Rocky Marciano biography and he's writing part one. He's writing part two right now. It'll be out in 2023. So go look at John Cameron out there. People, go buy the Rocky Marciano documentary. The, the only undefeated heavyweight ever in boxing with the shortest reach advantage. Go check him out, people. Buy that book on Amazon for John Cameron. He, he puts in a lot of work. Really good man from England over there. Really good man. I have him on uh, my, my, you know, we have, we exchange phone numbers. He'll come on here someday. I have a lot of people coming on here. They'll be coming in and out. We'll have guests all the time. This is the first day yesterday. I'm going to be doing this every fucking morning, Tuesday through Saturdays. This week, I'm going to give you guys six days. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Why not? And, uh... You know what? Minus 400 for Molly McCann and plus 300 for uh, Hannah Goldie. Uh, one inch reach advantage. I don't know. I'm going to have to go over that card. 
uh, Friday you'll get my picks on that. Uh, I'm not a subpar picker. If you guys pick every fight that I give you as winners, right? If you uh, if you bet every fight by itself and not you know not doing friggin' action reverses or fucking parlays or anything like that, you just do every fight by itself. You bet every fight. I guarantee you'll be ahead. I guarantee you'll be ahead at the, at the end of the year. Everything you people do in life should be one year, three year, five year, ten year fucking down the road. That's what you should be thinking. That's people who play chess, not checkers. You're playing, you're not trying to live for today. You should be trying to live for tomorrow because 99.9% .9 of the time, tomorrow's going to come. The moon and the sun are never fucking late. All right? Remember that. We're a small piece of matter and a huge universe. And then there's a bunch of other universes connected to this one. All right, people? So we're small shit to a giant. All right? That's why I always say when I have problems, I always say small shit to a giant. What's Quincy Defiant? That's just the way it is. Sorry, people. We got one more. Oh, yeah, Paul Craig is on this card. Now, that's a guy I'm definitely not going against. Paul Craig, damn, this fucking guy can fight. Damn, is he good. Once he's on his back, he beats people. Like, his jiu-jitsu is so fucking good, he beats you on his back. He, he's so unassuming. Don't talk shit. He just does, lets his fucking fight and do the talking in the ring. And that's why, you know, I respect this guy so much. I love guys like that. But don't get me wrong. I love people that like to try to sell the fight too. Talking shit, all that shit. Ali was the first one to ever do that. He was the one that did it most effectively. You know what I mean? And then Mayweather and Conor McTapp and McGregor, right? He flew, what, five, 6,000 people from Ireland over? Hey, I got... Shamrock, so I'm 60% Irish, see? See that, man? Yeah, I'm Irish. Most Irish people in the United States live here in Boston, all right? In, in Quincy, all right? In, this, in, in Massachusetts. This is where the most Irish live, okay? You, you, you fly 6,000 people over, you talk all that shit to Khabib, right? And then you tap. When he didn't even have his arm underneath your fucking neck, you tapped. We never give up. We never give up. Ever. Ever. Never give up on yourself. Connor, you should have went to sleep. And then woke up and said, hey, he beat me tonight. You know, have an instant rematch. You know what I mean? But no. You want to talk all that shit? And you didn't back it up. But you were backing it up prior to that. If you stayed at 145, you might still be the fucking champ there. You know what I mean? Hey, listen, you can fight, dude, but you don't want to fight with the big boys. I think you should stay down there in the lower weights because you come up here talking shit in bars and shit, there's people that don't give a fuck. Paul Pierce was in a bar, the truth, right? I don't even think Paul Pierce was talking shit. Maybe he was. I wasn't there. But he got stabbed the fuck up. He's a celebrity around here, right? People love Paul Pierce. I love Paul Pierce, the truth. He's the truth. But did he leave Boston after he got stabbed and almost killed? No. He got fucking sewed up, got operated on, and came back better. He never went to those bars again in the hood. You know what I mean? He was just in the wrong fucking place, in the wrong bar, around the wrong fucking people. You know, 
the bars I used to hang out and shit when I was drinking in all those days back in the 90s and shit, in the late 80s and 90s, we didn't like people coming in there that weren't from around the neighborhood talking shit. They get their asses handed to them, you know what I mean? So, the same idea. Like, just because you're Conor McGregor, like, you go into bars around here and start talking shit, you will get hurt. I guarantee it. Doesn't matter if you're a pro, mixed martial arts, that don't mean shit. It don't mean shit. With a 45's in your face or something like that, whatever. People don't fight fair. It was like Paul Pierce. He got stabbed, you know what I mean? They should have just beat him up, you know what I mean? But listen, it takes a real man to fight. Anyone can pull a trigger. But you should have a gun. You should always have a gun to protect your family or your home or whatever, right? You should always have a gun. Or for, you know, hunting, you know what I mean? Or use bow and arrows, you know, razor tip bow and arrows. Two fingers. Two fingers. Razor tip arrows, you know what I mean? Go hunt your meat. Next year, when I move, I'll be bi-weekly hunting. I'll be coming in here bi-weekly to collect the rents from the multifamily units along with uh, partners, you know, because I'm, build, I'm building a huge fucking team. A team of people they ain't, that ain't STD, scared to death. And my mentor, I'll always throw him props and I'll always throw him uh, shout-outs. I always will. So Paul Craig, the last fight on the uh, on the main card, Paul Craig versus Ostermeyer. Ozemir. Sorry if I'm hacking your name. I know your name, brother. Vulcan Ozemir. Ozemir. Um, Kilcliffe FC team. Nickname, no time. That means no time to waste. Tough fucking kid. Uh, Paul Craig's got a one-inch uh, reach advantage. Paul Craig is plus 140. Plus 140 and minus 165 for Ozemir. I don't know about this. I would take the plus 140 with uh, uh, Craig, with Paul Craig. This light heavyweight, 205 pounds. These guys walk around probably what I am, 225, 222, 230, 240. They get down to 205 uh, in, in a two-week or a two-month fucking camp. That's pretty easy to do. I'm pretty sure I could probably get down to 205. My last fucking amateur fight, this picture right here, people, I think I was two, I only ate a, a turkey and a turkey sandwich. I think I ate all day before the fight in Cranston, Rhode Island. I think that's a, I think I got down to 205 at boot camp. I think that's the lowest I ever got. Yeah, this fight right there, I think I was, you can see it up in the top right corner. It's probably your top left or your top right, but it's right up here. Yeah, it's up in this top corner. That fight right there, I was, uh, I think I was like 215 or something, or, or 212 or something. I would have been like 220 if I ate that day. I only ate one turkey, uh, plain turkey sandwich with pickles and onions and uh, tomatoes. So just vegetables, you know what I mean? And I, I don't even think I used may mayonnaise on it. Uh, but uh, it's a hard, I would take Paul Craig right now, but Ozemir is a tough fucking dude, so... On the ground, Paul Craig has the advantage on the feet. Ozemir has the um, has the advantage, I would say. Um, we're going to go over the prelims tomorrow morning. I don't want to go over an hour and a half on this, people, because this is a morning thing. We have plenty of content for every single fucking morning. It doesn't matter. We have plenty of content. 
Uh, we're going to go over the prelims tomorrow, people. There's eight fights on the prelims. Two, four, six. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, eight, eight fights. And uh, from what I see here, some pretty damn good fucking fights. We have people representing... This is in London, England, people. We have people representing almost every country in the world on this card. It's a great card. I love the London, England cards because the fans are fucking savages. They're like Boston fans. They're like fucking Philly fans. They're like fucking Jersey fans, New York fans. You know what I mean? They're like these fucking Northeast bees. They're like us. You know what I mean? But here's the deal, England. Just a little reminder, a little history. Fucking lesson real quick. England, back in the days, the great British, right? They came over here to try to take over America with the South. With, you know, the South, down South, right? With Florida. I don't even think Florida was uh, even in the States back then. I think it was like North Carolina, South Carolina, the South. You know what I mean? They fought with, with the South and Britain, the, the Great Brits, right? That were a great fucking army back then. They fought the Northeast up here where I'm from, where I was raised, and the French came over and helped us, right? And we beat we beat them. We beat them. And that's when all black Americans got their freedoms back who fought the war. If they survived through the war, they got their freedoms. And uh, that was a great time in America. And uh, it's gotten better and better and better. But we got to look out for our brothers out there, man. We really do, you know what I mean? I don't like calling them uh, African-Americans. Uh, that would be like calling us Caucasian-Americans. We're all from fucking different countries. We're all immigrants, assholes. Like, go back in the fucking crates, all right? My ancestors come from fucking Ireland, Sicily, Germany, Spain, all right? So everyone, like, they come from Africa, right? As slaves, right? But here's the deal, people. Their people sold their people to the people over here. And those slave owners should be reprimanded. And uh, anyone that was, you know, families with slave members should get freaking money, you know, from somebody, from somebody. And someday we'll work that out, you know what I mean? Uh, my ancestors, Irish people got spit on, called mix. Irish got called wops, got spit on when they come over here. Like, there's a lot of bad shit, but they weren't slaves. You know what I mean? They weren't slaves. So it's a whole different fucking thing. I'm on my black American fucking people's side. I'm sorry. I really am. I really am. I don't have a racist bone in my body. You know why? Because there's shitbags in every color, and there's great people in every color. We're all human beings, people out there. We should all have each other's backs. All right? Be proud of your culture. Be proud of where you come from. Be proud to be American. And wherever you're from out there in the world, be proud where you're from. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Be proud of your culture and your religion, whatever you stand for. You know what? Self-respect is the biggest thing out there, people. Honor, dignity, self-respect, courage. Don't be scared to death. A coward dies more than a thousand fucking deaths, all right? Don't ever be scared. There ain't nothing to be scared. Pain is temporary. Pride's forever. And ego and pride will kill us all. So I want to go smoke the toad sometime this year. So I get an ego death. And I get, uh, you know, I really want to go back and fight, man. Honestly, I really do. I want to get in that octagon and, and, and light some people up. I really do. Rizzo, 
everyone else. I know a bunch of people jumped in on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Like, I cannot, I cannot uh, read. I can only read the comments on here. I have to go on to my phone or, or my iPad or whatever, right? So I got to buy more text so I can do that. Then I can uh, answer people's questions on Twitter, fucking uh, Facebook, which I recommend just come on YouTube and then I can see your comments. You know what I mean? If you have any questions, anything like that, then I can answer that shit. You know what I mean? But we're going to end the day. This is my new sponsor, my first sponsor. I have plenty of people that want to sponsor this program, but when I called, they were never there. This is uh, this is my sponsor. I, I did it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to end it like this. Dave Bradley, Storm Contracting, Demolition and Construction, Storm Contracting, John Walsh. Hit them at those numbers. Anyone that's local, I'm sure they'll hit anywhere in New England. These guys are professionals. Just like I'm a professional tunnel worker, I'm a master rigger and tagger. I can rig and tag anything without anything falling or, or cranes tipping over or anything. Never dropped a pick on fucking eight water tunnel shafts. Never. never. Nobody ever got hurt under my watch, ever. So uh, support Storm Contracting. Dave Bradley, one of my dearest friends, a friend that I can count on, that I, that I care about. Uh, his mother, salute. Mrs. Bradley, salute to all the brothers, Ronnie, Mike, so many of them. There's others that I'm missing. They're all good people. John Walsh, good people. Uh, Dave wouldn't be with those people if they weren't good people. But uh, Nitty, thanks for joining, brother. Every morning, Tuesday through Saturdays, we talk about MMA, boxing. Now, uh, Garcia last week, this past weekend, I give him a lot of props. I give him a lot of fucking props, people, because, uh, you know, he backed up his talk. And even though that guy wasn't in great shape, hey, you know what? It is what it is. And uh, he did what he did. You know what I mean? He did what he did. Uh, but he was an ex-champ. And uh, what's-his-name beat him. So this we're going to end with this, people, because it's called the Bloody Bean. This is what it's all about. Nitty, you'll enjoy this. Amen. No, they're not devil worshippers, assholes. You don't know nothing. If you think they're devil worshippers, you definitely don't have a clue about life. They talk about real fucking life. They're the realest fucking state-of-the-art speed metal band out there. And obviously, I seen them on their last tour. I didn't, I didn't plan on going. Someone called me. They had free tickets for me. So I went with them. Just see the mighty Tom Araya one more time and Gary Holt and Kerry King. <coughs> <coughs> it don't feel the same without Dave Lombardo. I mean, Gary Holt is an unbelievable guitarist from uh, Exodus. He plays in both bands, Slayer, but Slayer retired, and I'm sure they'll play a couple more shows again eventually. They'll play a couple shows eventually. But I seen them on their last tour. It was pretty good. It's the only show I ever went to fucking sober. Like I said, in the 80s and 90s. The 80s, I went to over 100 shows easy. I seen original Slayer like three times back then. 
Uh, I seen Slayer in the early 90s too on a, a Week in the Abyss tour. And then I seen him um, uh, right before my second state bid. So that was in 93 or nine, yeah, 93 or 94. So, uh, and I got out at the end of 95. So, yeah, that was when, uh, that was the last time I seen Slayer. And then I seen him on this recent uh, last tour at uh, the old Great Woods. I forget what it's called now, the Twitter Center or something, or Comcast Center, whatever the fuck they call it. I forget what they call it. But it's a beautiful venue to see a show. I seen Wu Tang there. I seen Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies with Danzig there. I seen our Wu Tang front row there. Um, I think I was like, I don't know, 10th row or 8th row for the Slayer show there. Uh, I seen Slayer front row at the channel. I was sitting on the stage right behind fucking Dave Lombardo right there with bare, yeah, bare feet doing double bass. I was like, wow, you know, just sitting there basically with the fucking bouncers and shit up on stage in the back. Um, at the channel, anyone knows the channel, the old channel in South Boston, it's one of the best places to see these bands. I seen all these bands at little fucking clubs before they blew up. You know what I mean? Original Megadeth, original fucking Metallica, original fucking Slayer. I mean, and then a million bands after that, Testament, Overkill, fucking, and not just one time, numerous, multiple times. You know what I mean? In the 80s. And then the 90s, you know, probably about half the shows. And then I did a lot of shows on my own two albums in uh, 2006, 2008, and uh, all the way to, up to 2013 when I made my second album, 2010, 2011. Uh, I'm working on a third acoustic album with playing bass and guitar and singing. Uh, six originals and six cover songs that sh never been covered that will be covered. And I'm going to do a third rap album too. Everybody, everyone out there, I hope you guys have a great day, a peaceful day, a blessed day. I hope good things happen for you people out there. Listen, people, the first six months of this past 52 plus months, a man I respect a lot sent me a text every single fucking day for the first six months. Tough times don't last, tough people do. He said, you're one of the tough ones, Bobby. You never sold out anybody. You fucking didn't sell out your dead friend, our dead friend. You didn't sell out our union. You went and did your time like a man eight months after fucking brain surgery, all right? Have some self-respect, people, for yourself, all right? Tough times don't last. Tough people do remember that. Be smart. Think smart. Think ahead of everyone else, all right? Think in 10-year fucking spans. Or go back and listen to DRI's five-year plan, all right? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a great... Actually, it's not a good one. It's an epic track. DRI, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. Five-year plan. Crossover album. Go check it out, people. This is in the early 80s, people. People have no clue. People have no clue. That's why I do music shit, too, on here. All right? Because I got to give you guys epic music. People have a great day. Tomorrow around the same time, maybe earlier. It's Tuesday through Saturdays. Subscribe and like cocksuckers out there. All right? John Nitty, thank you for being here since the beginning, brother. You're a dear friend, brother. You're a loyal friend. Loyalty is royalty out there. I preach it to everyone. I practice what I fucking preach. Have a great day out there, people. Get in touch with me, Nitty. And um, everyone out there. I'm not on Facebook that much at all, Nitty. I go on there in the morning sometimes and wish people happy birthdays. That's it. I go on Twitter to promote, so, you know, I just promote this stuff, you know what I mean? I don't go on social media that much. I go on there probably in the mornings, that's it, or at nights, or whatever, just to promote, that's it. So, if you don't see me on there, that's the reason. 
You know what I mean? I'm not avoiding nobody. You know that people, I don't like listening to people argue back and forth and complain about shit. I don't like seeing that shit because I really think that's the uh, easy way out, honestly. I think people need to, yes, nothing wrong with talking to people. You know what I mean? But do it privately. Don't let people see uh, anyone's problems out there. Don't let people see your problems out there. You know what I mean? Go talk to people face-to-face or on the phone on a private call. You know what I mean? If you got problems, everyone's got problems. You know what I mean? So uh, there's nothing wrong with talking to people about your problems. Teamwork makes the dream work. Sometimes I'm very fucking stubborn. I don't like asking anyone for nothing. But sometimes out there in life, sometimes you have to be humble and ask. And you just might receive what you ask for. Be careful what you wish for. You know what I mean? Because it just might happen. Have faith, people. You know what I mean? Work hard. Whatever you have a passion for, work at it. Put a little time into it every day. I have a passion for this, all right? You know why? Because I'm real. I'm fucking raw. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I'm independent. I'm not, no one's telling me what to fucking say. I say what the fuck I say. And I say what I mean, and I mean what I say, all right? People have a blessed day out there. Much love to everyone out there. Peace to everyone out there across the world. My Russian friends, my Ukraine friends. I have friends in both fucking countries. I have friends in fucking my, my coast down there in Australia. Kiwi, salute. Salute to my friends at Rush Hour, Ken and Jay. And salute to Rizzo and fucking Nitty and everyone else that jumped in and out of the fucking uh, the show. It, obviously, it's out there on YouTube. It's on Spotify. It's on every podcast app. It'll be out there within the next hour. I got to do a little bit of work and, and put it out there there. Thank you to all those uh, podcast apps, every podcast app for letting my uh, podcast out there. And uh, I know people think I'm a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, I get medieval really quick, but I don't live that life no more. I haven't lived that life in a long time. But if it needs to happen, uh, it gets real fucking ugly. I don't want to hurt nobody. So the only people I want to hurt are in the ring. And even then, I just want to help them for their training and my training. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that because of my head injury. And Massachusetts is the hottest place, the hottest place to fight with a head injury. They will not let you even fucking spar. <sighs> but I've been in 20 fights, and that was in 2003. And the doctor, operating doctor that uh, did the, you know, told my wife I'd have a 50-50 chance of surviving, he said that uh, she might be wiping my ass for the rest of my life. I might not even remember my life. So... I woke up out of that thing, I remembered everything, you know what I mean? So I'm very grateful to be alive, but I stared death in the eyes at least a thousand times in my life. I was never scared. Like I always say, cowards die more than a thousand deaths. Pain is temporary, pride's forever. So, you know, don't worry about pain. Pain always goes away. Brush that shit off, get mad, and fucking give them pain if you have to, you know what I mean? Stand up for yourself. Self-respect's a big thing, motherfuckers out there. Stop being lazy. Fucking humble yourself every day. Train hard. I mean, I'm a fucking, I got, I'm a legitimate fucking, legitimately disabled. They said I would be walking right now, and I run every fucking morning. I run after every fucking full body training session. Like, I will not fucking let someone tell me I ain't going to be walking again. I run every fucking day. I, I just don't believe the hype. You know what I mean? And... Not that I don't believe my doctors. Yeah, I have a lot of problems with my spine. Every disc is going a different direction, right? Cluster headaches every fucking day. They hurt, right? But I use my mind. I'm like, all right, just settle down, breathe, breathe through your nose really slow. 
breathe out really slow. Get your heart rate down, chill, relax. I'm on three Zanny bars a day. Actually, I'm down to less than three now. I'm going down to two, and that's where I'm going to stay. Come up, Xanax, benzos, people, clonopins, Valiums, anything like that, Ativan, anything like that, right? Any, any benzodiazepine. You could have strokes. You could have seizures. I know a kid who's, who's partially blind right now because he had a stroke coming off him. If you're coming off alcohol, you need alcohol to wake up in the morning. If you need benzos to wake up in the morning, right? You should definitely call a, a hospital or talk to a nurse or somebody or talk to a doctor. Talk to somebody that understands. Anything else, you'll feel like you're going to die, but you're not. You'll be fine. I promise you, you will not die. Cocaine, sniffing cocaine, selling co all that shit, drinking every weekend. That shit, I haven't had a hangover since 2001 in March, okay? You're not missing anything out there, people. It's the same people with the same bullshit stories, all right? The life I lived back then, most people couldn't even fucking live. You know what I mean? A lot of us lived it, but most people couldn't live it these days. There's just no way. It's totally different hours. That's why I say that. Totally different hours. All right, people, have a blessed day. I hope everything, all your wishes and your prayers, everything comes true. I hope anything you're going through in your life, I hope you fucking beat it and you beat it bad. I hope you beat the living snot out of it. And I hope you come out on top every fucking time. Listen, I beat a million odds in my life. And I never had to sell my soul. All my kids, on God, I never had to sell my fucking soul. They couldn't break me. They couldn't even bend me. And that's a God's honest truth. Lawyers, judges, DAs, detectives, feds, they all fucking know it. But I don't live that criminal life no more. I wasn't even living a criminal life. I was just standing up for my fucking friends. So, you know... The CIs out there, they're lying to you as if they say I'm fucking doing any crime. I haven't done crime in fucking a long, long time. I'm even legal with weed now for the past two years. Don't ever come at me with fucking illegal shit ever again. I haven't lived that life in a long, long time. Okay, a long, long time. Not the past 53, almost 53 months. I'm talking about 25 fucking years ago. All right, people. Stay good. Stay safe. Get out there, get some sunlight. Get out there and sweat. Even walk a couple blocks just to break a sweat. You break a sweat every day, you'll feel great in your life. I promise you. Go go onto my channel. On my go down. Go on the videos. Go all the way down. There's four, five hundred. There's so many training clips in there. Me training. Just do what I do. Quadruple set shit like that. You get in the best shape of your fucking life. I promise you. I, I'm in. I'm shredded right now. There's no way. Like, there's no way. I've always felt like this about myself in fights. I've never lost a fight. No one's ever given me a beating in the ring either. Not even in the ring either with Golden Glove champions. I never got owned by nobody. I had a hard time with Sean Gannon, God bless his soul, because he was a southpaw. So the only person I had a hard time with. But not that I was getting beat, but he was just getting the better of me. You know what I mean? It's different. That's why you have to switch up. You have to learn how to fight, you know, southpaw. You have to learn how to fight lefty. You know what I mean? But... With the orthodox righties, you have to learn how to throw that left and, and make it count just as hard as your straight right. You know, what I mean? you have to make that left hook and that left jab just as straight as that overhand right or that straight right. You know, right down the middle. Boom. Everything should be straight down the middle, people. And bring it right back. Everything comes back. The block. Snap. Boom. Always moving your head. Always slipping, slipping, slipping. Always slipping and moving, people. All right, people? We're going to end again with fucking Slayer. I don't...
Feel the blood raining on him? That's the first time they ever did that. You know where they did it? In Maine. Like, like I'm shocked. I'm shocked about that. They did it in Maine. Why did they do it in Boston or something like, you know? But Maine's beautiful. Maine's beautiful. Nothing, I got no problems with Maine. I'm just saying. Come on, man. Do it in Boston. New England. Boston's the fucking capital of fucking, uh, of fucking New England. People have a great day. See you tomorrow morning.